Take three, take two sucked. First one. Yo. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, I rap, attack it with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran it to me, an evil spirit, you hear it and now you'll never lose me Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard 55 hit combo to split your phony squad Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade So, do we want to start? We want to do tag teams, then women, then men. Yeah, might as well. All right, ten, ten down to one. Dan, how do you feel about that? That sounds good. <laughs> Dan, you don't need your own list because we didn't make you come up with one. Yeah, it's because I don't have my own list. <laughs> I'm just gonna feed off of you guys. I'm pretty sure there's some overlap. I might uh, bring up maybe one or two if you guys have some omissions, but we'll, we'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, we. I. I. I think uh, I have honorable mentions. I'm sure you have, honorable, have honorable mentions. mentions yeah. Um, and just yeah, just in general. Um. So yeah. So let's start with tag teams. Um. Actually, in this category, I didn't do honorable mentions, but I did want. I want to see more of this. I have a a couple honorable mentions just because they were tag teams. Yep. Um. I think if they are done right, they might be actually in people's top tens. Yeah. You know, for the you know the company for twenty twenty. Yeah, the company itself. Um. Okay. There's also you know with the addition of a couple honorable mentions that they kind of showed up late to yeah. the game. Okay. Um, where they didn't make an impactful 2019. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I rated my tag teams. Yeah. Um, was, you know, impactful uh, match-wise. Uh, even if they lost, it was just, you know, yeah. matches that they had type yeah. of thing. Um, but I'm a... Would you want to start with the honorable mentions? Or do yeah, you... well, yeah. Let's start All with right. the honorable mentions. So the the first thing, and I, I think I mentioned this once already, is I want to see more of the Brotherhood. I want to see more of Cody and Dustin together. I, I would enjoy that. They are great wrestling minds. Dustin has been in a bunch of great tag teams. Uh, I mean, between him and him and our truth. I mean, him and Dustin or him and Cody when him they and were in, Booker T was him and Booker T phenomenal. Yeah. Um. They both, you know, they know how to work. Um, that, and I want to see more of Butcher and the Blade. That was one of my honorable mentions. I saw them. I've seen them on the in, on the indies. Andy Williams is the Butcher, I believe. Yeah, he's the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, guitarist of Every Time I Die. It's one of my favorite brand, bands growing up. So to, to see that guy make the transition of big brooding, you know, metalcore guitarist to big brooding professional wrestler, I'm like, fuck yeah. Plus so, he has a... Fucking awesome mustache, yeah. which I give. I give you two and a Rick Flair. Woo! And open my beard to that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was an amazing entrance for Butcher and Blade. Uh, definitely want to see more of them going forward. So, you know, they obviously haven't had too huge of an impact so far. They've barely wrestled for AEW, but that was a great entrance. Yeah, they kind of showed up at the end of the year type of thing. So, yeah, like, they couldn't really make an impact. You don't really understand who they were. Are they officially signed? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
They yeah, the the, uh, the storyline was that MJF basically paid them to come, like okay. to to come and beat up Cody Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. And then I also like how they incorporated um, Allie into it. Yeah. Uh, after her whole thing with Awesome Kong, kind of like yeah, and the Nightmare Collective, and yeah, just, yeah, because yeah, she got her shit pushed in. I I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Um, also, wait, 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 wait. You're gonna have to cut this part. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. So, what other, what other ones you got? Uh, I also have here. Even though they won the the tag team titles in the NXT UK, mm-hmm. um, honorable mention is definitely the Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, I've, um, s- I've seen a couple of their matches. I don't have enough exposure to NXT UK. Um, I think that's why they may have made my honorable mention because I don't really see them enough. Yeah, um, I only see them on you know the, the takeovers. Yeah, um, it, it, and again with that, um, two other guys, Flash Morgan Webster and yep. Mark Andrews. Um, paid attention to Mark Andrews back when like he was on Two Hundred Five Live a couple times. Two Hundred Five, and uh, um, I knew him from. Was he? He wasn't in the Cruiserweight Classic, but he was in. Was he in yeah. the original NXT uh, UK tournament? Yeah, and he was also in, I think, the Cruiserweight uh, Classic. Okay. Oh, he might have been then. Yeah. Uh, so him, and I've seen, I've just, I've seen his matches before. Um, I like Flash Morgan Webster's style. I like him being the mod father. Like that's, yeah, it's a funny gimmick. You don't see them, you know, a lot of people harkening back to that kind no. of maybe like gentleman Jack Gallagher. But even then, like he's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's more vaudevillain than than yeah. The mod father. Yeah. Then, yeah. but so, yeah, I want to see more of them. I, I, I think my New Year's resolution needs to be watch more NXT UK. That's on mine. Yeah. Definitely um, on mine. Especially with, um, you know, the next Blackpool 2 coming up next week. Uh huh. I definitely want to, you know, kind of catch up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you've got a lot of talent there too. I mean, between like Imperium and they have and, tag teams up the wazoo. Yeah. Um, Actually, when I looked up tag teams for this list, uh, NXT UK had pretty much more tag teams than actual NXT. Yeah, at this point. Did? Yeah. Um, and, you know, two of them are actually stables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe even three of them are, are stables. And that might be my number my number 10, so so hold it's that possible. thought. I'm, I'm holding it. Hold I'm holding that it. thought. So I'm going to hit another honorable mention, um, which is actually from NXT UK, and it's called The Hunt. I have no clue who they are. Uh, so it was, it was a couple guys. Um, are they a, are they a faction or are they just a tag team? They're just a tag team. Okay, but they were the Wild Boar and and Primate. Okay, that they they kind of paired together and called the Hunt. I have no idea who they are, but I like them already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so so is that the the yeah, last of your? That's my last honorable mention. mention. All right, so um, let me start off with my number ten. Um, like you said, a mainstay in the NXT NXT UK tag team scene. Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Mustache Mountain, British strong style. Yeah, British strong style uh, boy. Quick side note: the beautiful lady who brought us beer earlier mm-hmm. had also bought me a shirt of the Mustache Mountain. Nice, nice. You got good taste. I think got, I do. Got I good taste. I'm gonna marry that woman. Yeah. I uh I mean I just they have like individually they both I mean like Tyler Bate had the feud with Walter. Um they they haven't done much as a tag team together this year or last year. No. But, but they've just been yeah. so consistently, you know, they are 
I never want to turn off my TV when I see them. Yeah, you know, like, like like we said, like they're in matches even though they don't win them. Yeah, they uh, they're they, they're they're crowd favorites. They keep you interested, yeah. uh, invested. They'll they'll win one, you know, and then it comes down to it, and then you know they lose the title, or you know they get to the title shot, lose their title shot, or make the title shot, but then lose. But you're still like, oh. Let me let me cheer for the mustaches. Yeah, it's always great matches, no matter what. It doesn't matter if they're booked to win or lose, and you're invested every time. So the, the match itself, you know, they're well paced. You know, they've they've really kind of blown it out this year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, your number ten. My number ten. Your number ten is actually uh, kind of a faction. Okay. It is Gallus. NXT UK. NXT UK. So they, it, they're the current tag champions, aren't they? Uh, it's Wolfgang and uh, some the, and uh, one of the Kofi Bros. Yep. Yep. Um, but also they do, you know, like we mentioned earlier with the AEW singles matches. Okay. Which you know kind of throws me off because uh, I think it's Joe. Joe Joe challenged yeah, Pete Dunn, right? Yeah. yeah. Joe challenged Pete Dunn. They had a great storyline yeah. with them and Mustache Mountain with yeah. the tag titles, the whole world title. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my number ten is the Gallus. Even though they're kind of a faction, mm-hmm. they're they're my number ten tag team. Oh, well, that's okay. That's that's quite all right. I like them. Yeah. Um, even though the Kofi brothers haven't really tagged as a tag team lately, because because Joe Joe's been in more in the main. Joe's the main. Yeah. in the mainstay. Yeah. Uh, they have. Um, was it? I think it's Mark, yeah, and, and Wolfgang. But you know, I think Wolfgang's he, the bouncer, right? That yeah. was his, that was his yeah. thing that was his coming gimmick. into yeah, the yeah. into the tournament. Is that he basically was a bouncer? Yeah, his everyday uh, job. But I like that, and then they could just interchange him and just kind of rotate Joe and Mark and go with Wolfgang, and or even just go Joe and Mark and have Wolfgang kind of on the on the thing. But I like Gallus. Mm-hmm. Um, Mainly being a, a big Irishman myself, oh yes, I kind of play to the to the Irishmen's and yeah. the and the Scotsmen's, but you know, yeah. How about uh, Dan? How about you? What what uh, what do you think your number ten is? My number ten uh, would probably be Private Party. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, just have, they've had a great breakout year. Um, the matches have been, you know, a lot of people are gonna like for AEW in general go. You know, this is a spot fest. You know, this, you're just going at you know, move after move. There's no storyline involved, and they're young guys, but they've been able to, like the Bucks put them over. They've held their own. You know, since they got on there. So you had missed it earlier, but we actually talked about that being one of my top matches of the year, which might have been biased because we were there. We were there. Yeah. Um, was the Young Bucks versus Private Party? Oh, and the, it would the amazing part about that is you know you have. The Young Bucks coming in in private party is virtually unknown to the crowd. Midway through the match, the crowd split. Oh, know, easily. They were private parties um, getting cheered. Yeah. You know, they were totally for the Bucks the entire you know first part of the match. The entrance, no one had really hit, kind of had no idea. Um, there was a couple guys who knew who Private Party was just from them being from you know the New England independent wrestling scene. But after that, you yeah. know, they, no, no one had any idea. And, and what was amazing was. You know, after the aftermath of the match, you know, private party, they had to be basically be dragged out of the out of the area. Yeah, <laughs> they were literally partying. Yeah, they were partying in the through crowd. the area, which yeah, is so it's an amazing match. Um, but it, it was also a great aftermath, and it was awesome to have the crowd be that over for them, you know, be that split for them versus the Bucks, you know, who are huge babyfaces. Uh, so to, to to have the crowd be that way for you know the second AEW show. Yeah, you know, literally second AEW show. Um. Which was what their fourth show in general because yeah. they had the two paper 
And they, they haven't before. had a bad showing since. It's been one of those situations where they've they've had competitive matches versus the Lucha Brothers. They've had great matches. Um, your best friends against the entire you know, roster of great tag teams that they have in AEW. And it opened up the uh, the tag team tournament. It really did. Um, you know, it kind of set the bar for the other, you know, maybe, six teams. Maybe to, even a little too high. Like it was yeah, I think like, it might have been a little too high. <laughs> the tag tournament was like started off amazing and then kind of was like, oh, the tag tournament's still going on? Yeah, it dwindled kind of. Um, from what I heard, though, that actually was not supposed to start off the tag tournament. You know, it's it's one of those things where if they call an audible, I think they made the right call. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard on, you know, certain other podcasts, uh, the Lucha Bros, I think it was Lucha Bros, uh, versus Jurassic Express mm-hmm. was supposed to officially start off the tournament. <coughs> was uh, that where uh, Source was injured? Yeah, Lucha Source yeah. got hurt. He uh, definitely stopped the momentum, which is a shame. Um, yeah, and uh, I'd probably put uh, Jurassic Express as my honorable mention. Oh yeah, uh, just, yeah, yeah. Just because again, they haven't really had a ton of matches apart from you know Jungle Boy and Marco Stone on their own. Yeah, Lucha got hurt. Yeah, but uh, uh, kind of put a damper into their things. But you know, Marco Stunt coming in. Um, on an audible at yeah. that point, you know, they, they did it right with, yeah. you know, him and versus, I think it was the Lucha Bros. They, mm-hmm. they sold the shit out of it. Uh, and they've, they've been working like for, to go back to private party, they've been working on the characters. You know, it's been fun to see them on, on being the elite, you know, showing up with, uh, Adam Page, just drunken issues. <laughs> uh, but, uh, also just the gimmick of them having a, a, a bouncer, you know, yeah. I, I, I love having the guy th- with the rope. I love to just keep him out there. If they introduce private party first and have like the second thing come out in the bouncer, try to like stop the guys from coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I enjoyed very much. Mm-hmm. I de- they definitely, uh, were actually quick transition. Is probably my number nine. Is yeah. is private party. Great minds think alike. Uh, you know, like we mentioned, they pretty much set off the tag tournament with with the young bucks. Uh, set the scene on that. You know, I don't know if being there in person, seeing the match, kind of, you know, put them higher on my list. It's one of those things where, like, being there is certainly a. Uh, a benefit like you get to feed off the rest of the crowd and you can see yep. those big spots in person but after seeing the feedback from people online and the crowd like like after the fact like people talking about it like as a big deal uh it, it I, I don't think we're alone you know the, i think that there was a big breakout match for them so obviously they, and they definitely and, started to be in the top 10 this year and like you mentioned uh halfway through you know the crowd just completely turned on yeah. the box uh and it was more uh well they didn't necessarily turn on the bucks but it was more like a private party versus bucks so mm-hmm. when the chance started going there was definitely private party but those same guys yelling private party uh were definitely chanting young bucks at the same time so people were like trying to catch their breath in between as they were chanting yeah. you know bucks and private party and it's just a good time all around like it's you can't can't argue with that match. That match was a great match. Oh yeah. So I was cha- I was chanting Young Bucks. I love Private Party, but I was still chanting Chan Bucks. I was chanting both. And at this point, you know, we haven't moved over to sit next to you guys. We were we were still sitting on next to the yeah uh, the randos the the randos, which the I had random. mentioned on a previous podcast. This Jabron- Jabroni Joneses. Jabroni Joneses. This this old guy and his daughter. You know, just you know, he brought his daughter to his first, you know, independent or not independent, but like wrestling show at that time 
and he, you know, he was all about, you know, old WCW and then canceling the network. Yeah. Because, you know, ADW started up, but you know, that was my number nine. It was private party. So, uh, who was your number nine? Uh, they're slam dunking. My number nine was the dark order. Ooh. I'd love to put them higher up on my list, but I need to see how their storyline for the first six months, how the join the dark order pans out because they've got three different recruitment faction <laughs> recruitment storylines going on right now in AEW. They've got the inner circle with Moxley. They've got all the nightmare collective stuff trying to recruit, you know, Chris Statlander and all the, uh, and all the women and stuff. And then they've got join the dark order and, We've seen those two. I, I I forgot what their names were. They were in a tag match. Yeah, they 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 were not. They weren't local talent, but they weren't not. You know, the AW jobbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They uh, I'm kind of interested to see how they go. They did not make my top tag team list of the year, mm-hmm. um, just because you know most of the time they were on TV was mainly whoever was local talent. Um, they had a few segments with trying to recruit people. Uh, lately they kind of have, they're been teasing a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of interested Ooh. to see who their leader is going to be for the dark order. So I guess we'll see where they go from there. Definitely. I, I have loved a lot of the undertone about the, the folks that are not doing particularly well match wise in AEW, taking those little tags and like, you're thinking about the Dark Order. Yeah. I'm sick of losing and all, all that stuff. But, uh, again, Dark Order is not in my top ten because uh, they haven't particularly been winning anything either. Exactly. <laughs> you know? they, they were in the tag tournament. Um, They had the first round bye because they won the match against, was it the best friends or whatever. But at that time, you know, AEW is kind of just starting, so they really only had a couple tag teams. Yeah, it's definitely they've been feeling their way out through like to make up what the characters are, and it's been working well for them. Yeah, they've totally uh, surprised me a little bit with their with their booking. Um, they've lost more than I expected them to. They've I I thought they were going to be a very um, very big part of the uh, of the top end of the tag teams. Uh, towards the start of yeah they, they bring them out and they basically just stomp on the bucks and you know they have you know they, they come out and they stomp on the best friends and they, they come out together as this big group with all like uh, what, what are the uh the, the goons the goons, the yeah. goons squad they have going on there is it the heartless is it the heartless uh, no, no 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 i don't think it's heartless but uh it, it's uh, you know i had to have this like massive group come out and then show up and then they have this match and they end up losing this match and none of the goons interfere and like it's not like they're just losing and i i think that this is something something that might turn around this upcoming year mm-hmm. and, you know they're definitely building towards something which i agree with uh but it, it's something that this year in particular they're off my top 10 because they didn't capitalize yeah and i wonder if once they introduce whoever their leader is is that gonna like boost their power level their morale you know is is it gonna make them a better team are they gonna start winning um because all depending on who it is uh it'll be interesting I, i what i'm curious about with the dark order is if they're teasing this leader is it are they bringing in somebody is it somebody who's already in AEW that we just don't know who it is 
Is it, you know, is it something out, just completely out of left field? You know, like, is it Brandon Cutler? Is it is it Brandon Cutler? I don't know about that. You know, Brandon's been hinting at Dark Order, but more as a kind of I'm going to join the Dark Order because I can't win a match situation. If he's been leading them, I'm not sure that's a great leader to have. Um, but it, 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 they've been hinting at, you know, it could be anything. It could be someone that's already in AEW. It could be something that's coming from left field, as you mentioned. Or, um, not to throw a monkey wrench into to your thought processes, is, 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 uh, are they pulling a same thing or recycle bin from Lucha Underground where out of nowhere, Killer Cross is the the main the main boss? That would be I mean that would be interesting. I thought Killer Cross He's I a th- free agent now. Okay. Cause uh, he's uh, he's dating uh what's her name? Allie. No, not no, Allie. No, he's dating That's uh Braxton Sutter, who's yeah, part yeah. of Butcher yeah. the Blade. Um uh, the really, really, uh, the bombshell from Impact. Oh yeah, uh, Scarlett Boudreaux. Thank you. Who had who just signed to to NXT? NXT. So I mean, I'm not saying that just because one person goes somewhere, there the other person's going to go somewhere because that's I mean, Marty Scroll, Diana Peraza. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole, the Britt Baker. Baker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not necessarily the case, but I was just going with the whole recycle thing where. Yeah. Uh, Lucha Underground, which is rest in peace. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that whole rabbit tribe, you know, the whole gimmick was, mm-hmm. you know, you never knew who the actual leader was, and then um. it finally came down to it. I forget what the season might have been midway or end of the season, where Killer Cross debuted as the actual leader of said rabbit tribe. Yeah. So I mean, th- that would be that would be interesting. W- was the dar- was was Super Smash Bros. Uh, Evil Order, uh, e- yeah, Dark Order. They weren't in Lucha Underground at all, right? No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay. Uh, um, but outside of that, I really like how um, they work together pretty well. I like how Evil Uno is kind of more of the. Uh, I don't want to say the star, but he definitely like he's the oh, standout yeah. of the two of them. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would agree yeah. He's the shot caller. Yeah, um, and it, it, I think. They're they're probably on my list. Probably the best odd man duo. I like odd man duos. If that makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. Um. So with that, who's your? Uh, you guys went. You went. You, your your number nine was private party, right? Yep. yep. Who's your number eight? My number eight is another faction. Oh, from NXT UK. Okay. That they're so low on my list is because one of them is in the main title picture who is not actually part of their actual tag team interchangeable. Okay. And that would be Imperium. Ah, the NXT UK champion, Walter. Yep. Marshall Barther. Yes. Barthel. With Alexander Wolfe and and Fabian Eichner. We would never see Alexander Wolfe in the North American picture because he's Imperium. He's he's from the Germany. Yeah, NXT UK needs a mid-card title now because I can see Wolfe with that. I would would love Wolfe with that. Or if not Wolfe, give it to Noam Dar. I don't care how young that man is. Yeah, he is such a talent. That man can work for days. Yeah. Supernova. The Scottish Supernova. Dude, that episode where he – was it on – was it Raw in UK where he – had a match and they're like 
UK's own or whatever the you know uh, Scotland's own Noam Dar or whatever it, they popped. Oh, yeah. like an attitude era pop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it was insane. Um, but no, I, I would if I would rank them higher if they actually interchanged Imperium. If they freebirded, I, I, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't have the titles. But if they d- did more of the freebird, where they mix up the, they interchange them. Like, yeah, in the UK, you know, Walter kind of steps in every now and then. Say they're going against, you know, Gallus. Uh, Walter steps in. Granted, you know, we both had mentioned we haven't really watched NXT UK. Yeah. Um. So this could happen, but we just haven't seen it. Type yeah. of thing. But I would like more interchangeable. I'm gonna have to go back and and watch kind yeah. of thing but i would like a little interchangeable you yeah. take wolf mix him with eichner you take walter mix him with eichner i feel like mostly you just want more eichner a big beefy man yeah why not yeah, brian just wants more big beefy dudes where's the beef where's the beef that's a lot of, there's a lot of meat in that ring there's a lot of beef but a lot I, of beef in that ring i feel like mostly imperium like the actual tag team itself yeah is um, Eichner and Barthel and Barthel? Yeah, um, they're in the Dusty Classic this year, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which um, I'm pretty excited to see who Kushida is teaming with. I dude, I've heard rumors. Uh oh. I've heard rumors because of um. Uh oh. That- uh, because he works for WWE now. Ooh. Or he's in the Orlando area, but is um, Alex Shelley. So you're telling me there's a chance. A little time splitters, Yeah, huh? we might get a time splitters reunion. And if that's the case, I would be so fucking pumped. I think it's either going to be a time splitters reunion. Um, Ooh, I, think that, I think that's the biggest. Like, that's my... I think that's the most obvious. Yeah, not even obvious because he they they I don't think they've even hinted at Alex Shelley being a part of they they haven't NXT the uh, the only because Alex Shelley quote unquote all the air quotes is still kind of part of ROH a little bit here and there no you know he's, do- he's done no I mean like oh, kind of yeah, making yeah, yeah. appearances yeah quote unquote but if they do use Alex Shelley yeah uh they have to put Kushida as the last match. Because you don't want to put Kushida and Alex Shelley as the first, you know, Dusty Classics match. Because then, yeah, all the all the surprise, all the hype for the rest, all of the, the hype is gone. Upcoming, yeah. Um, but if they do put Alex Shelley there, you have to put him as the last, you know, qualifying match against whoever they're against, mm-hmm. and they have to go to the finals. Yeah. Um, because at that point, what's the point of the surprise? Yeah, it's like, it, it, and that's I think. I'm kind of concerned about Kushida. Like I'm, I love Kushida, and I really like he he. I'm very surprised he left New Japan, but at the same time, I understand they weren't gonna push him as a heavyweight. Yeah. So like he's just he's not built that way. So it's like I can see he's like okay, I've done all I can do here. Yeah. I've been, I've been he the tops junior, out. Been junior the junior heavyweight. heavyweight champion. How many time? Like it's whatever. Like I'm, I I don't want to wrestle. Bushi for the rest of my life. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's basically either move on or become the next Thunder Liger, where you're just constantly yeah. doing lightweight stuff for the yeah. rest of your life. Or forced into random tag teams. Yeah, and not that it's a, a bad fate. I mean, obviously Liger is amazing. And, you 
Happy retirement, Happy by the retirement. way. Just not a liar. Thank you very much for everything that you've done. But but no. yeah, no, that, that would have totally been it. It would have like he would have just been you know the guy that's part of that division that he'd been the gatekeeper of of yeah. New Japan to, for the light heavyweight division, which is it is what it is. Yeah. So I think if it is Alex Shelley, they have to kind of uh, put, I th- put I th- him last. Yeah, I think it'll be the the last match of the first round. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It should be a good start to the year. Um, and with that, we just went for your... That, that was my eight. That, your number eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my number eight, we could probably be pretty quick with this because we've spent a decent amount of time with this, but my number eight is Private Party. They are... Yeah, so we went ten. I think that was Dan's ten. Ten, your my nine. nine my nine, your eight. eight. Yeah, I think they're poised to have a great run in in AEW. Um, they are what the street street profits want to be. It, it, it's that's the thing. They're everything the street profits want to be, and they've only been wrestling for like two and a half years or three years, something like that. They yeah. they're so young, and they are so talented. And then you look like look at a guy like Angelo Dawkins, who has been in NXT for the better part of a decade. Six years, yeah, ten years, oh, something yeah. like that. He was in NXT back when like it all hurts. the FCW yeah. guys were, like when Seth, when Dean, when all of that. Like he's been there that long. And I'm not not saying that's a, a, a knock against him. He's he he's definitely developed yeah. into a very enjoyable, you know, superstar. But it, it's just saying, I think they're they're. Uh, their what's it called? Their their ceiling is way higher, way higher. Yeah, and I think with being in the company that they're at, mm-hmm. they could definitely do more mm-hmm. with what they have versus what the street profits have. Yeah, in order what they can work with, uh, I think if the street profits stayed in NXT, yeah, it'd be a little different from them going to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Which is weird because I think the street profits are actually a better fit for the main roster. Uh, I would I would agree, but I think more of the hardcore main roster. I can kind of see that with the street profits. I, I do see them as being more of a main roster. I'd love to see them go up against the Usos, uh, go up against yeah, uh, you know, and just you know, granted, I want. The main roster's tag team experience to be better to begin with, so I think they'll, they'll that's improve that. So that's, I, I, I think that's what like that's where I think they belong because that will improve that tag team experience. Yeah, I think with with what they're putting them with now is kind of degrading what the, they built the Street Profits to become. Yeah, um, you know, the, you built them up to this crazy thing in NXT, and then you throw them at the the main roster and kind of just kind of shitting on them a little yeah. bit not completely but in my point of view like you just thrown them at backstage segments well they, they, yeah i mean they've had a couple they've had a i, I don't well, say a couple but they've had they've had some good yeah they, they've had great matches but it was weird how they introduced they, them. yeah they definitely they, introduced them in a really awkward way with all those backstage yeah. segments and stuff yeah where yeah, I you, mean, for NXT stars coming up to the main roster, there are worse fates than they've received. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, you compare them to the Ascension. You know, yeah. As- Ascension took over NXT. Uh, you know, and they were dead on arrival. Where's EC3? <laughs> Concussion. <laughs> Concussion or catering? <laughs> Why not both? Yeah. Yeah, but are, are the 
like you look back at the Ascension, aren't they free agents now? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They have been released. They have. Dan, so what? when you hear, I mean, that's just funny, 10, 9, 8. 10, 9, 8, yeah. What's your 7? What, did you actually give an 8? I'm not giving an eight. Oh, um, fuck oh. it. What's your eight? Oh. But granted, I didn't really come in. I didn't come in the list, but like I, I kind of always have lists. It's just who I am. <laughs> I categorize things. Uh, so I would say my eight would definitely be the uh, Jurassic Express. Um, I and, love Jurassic Express, and it's mostly because of how over Luchasaurus is. I love that man. That it. it one of my favorite wrestlers this year has been Luchasaurus. He's only been in a handful of matches, and it's just due yep. to the present. Like, I was talking to Will earlier this year. I was like, how has this guy not seen success previously? Yeah. You know, he's been in the business for a very long time. Um, he's actually in NXT. I know. It's one of those things. How did how did not find a character for this guy? He's got all the skills. He's a big dude. Uh, got a massive kick. So it's one of those things where the the giant boot that he does is great. I love the uh, the kind of scorpion kick that he does, where he holds his boot real quick and then just boom pounces you. Yeah, with it. yeah. I think the thing with Luchasaurus is I don't think his gimmick would like NXT is very much now done with the kind of silly gimmicks. Yeah, like the last silly gimmick that kind of worked was No Way Who's Jose. Like the Attitude Era, where like they're like um. Yeah. Almost like actual jobs. Like yeah. you had Repo Man. You had the Brooklyn Brawler. You, you had, had yeah, like you had the, the hockey fucking. You had the fucking Mountie. Yeah. <laughs> you had you know Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. You had yeah, every, you know Doink the Clown. Everybody had a job. Yeah, literally yeah. a job. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those things where like everyone's working class. This guy's a dinosaur. Yeah. And, I love the dinosaur. Hey, as a kid, I wanted to be a dinosaur. Who so. didn't want to be a dinosaur? Exactly. So, like, plus I'm a big fan of the lucha masks. Yeah. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm a massive, massive mark for the lucha masks. Uh, and I actually bought a T-shirt when we were at the AEW show, the Jurassic Express with the boy and his dinosaur, mainly because I'm a big mark for the Luchasaurus. Yeah. So the thing there, and did he, uh, and I'm not, uh, I'm not aware of his NXT days, but was Luchasaurus Luchasaurus in NXT? No, Luchasaurus was because he was on Big Brother. I know yeah. that. Like, so Luchasaurus was uh, whatever name they had given him, or he chose slash. You know, they yeah. gave a list of whatever names, yeah. and, and you pick one. Then he went to Big Brother. Okay. Um, then he was on Lucha Underground. Who uh, was he on Lucha Underground? So I talked about this on a previous podcast. Okay. Uh, I obviously didn't listen to that one. Hey, Sorry. Shit happens. Hey. Shit happens. Uh, where he went as Vibora, which translates to, you know, Viper. Yeah. Um, But the crowd mm-hmm. had saw him. And knew him. And no, just saw him. Mm-hmm. Big guy. Yep. With a fucking dinosaur kind of looking like dinosaur mask. And they just started chanting Luchasaurus. They started chanting Luchasaurus. Okay. Um, And it just stuck. Oh, and perfect. from there, yeah. Luchasaurus was born. Okay. I'm hearing this for the first time. That's amazing. So, <laughs> he- so. Uh, I don't know if you, Dan, have watched Lucha Underground. A bits and pieces is one of those situations where uh, I, I view it most like I did all of Telemundo, um, <laughs> whereas 
I don't speak Spanish. So. I don't either. <laughs> so, but so I, I saw clips. I saw clips. Ray. Yeah. I saw Ray. It was in English. <laughs> <laughs> so, but either either way, uh, sure. I just I just love the wrestling, and I I had come across Lucha Underground, um, and I kind of I didn't watch season one, which. Mm-hmm. Um, season one's slow. Season one is very slow because it, it's all the backstories yeah. and, and storytelling. Season one gets good once you hit Aztec Warfare. Yeah, so I started literally on season two right after yeah. the Aztec Warfare, and then I went back and watched season one to kind of fill in the blanks. But that's where kind of Luchasaurus came in was like season midway, season two, season, yeah. season three. When, when, when you open up your series and your first match is – uh, Chavo Guerrero versus uh, Blue Damon Jr. You're like, okay, <laughs> two of the two very incredibly respectable, you know, luchadors, but their combined age is like 150. No, no, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no anything just from from Lucha Underground itself uh, was pretty much just barn burners left and right. Yeah. Um, even like I know most of it was taped. Uh, it was pretty much all pre-taped. Yeah. yeah. They had, you know, a three-day pre-tape type thing, and they just put everything together and then, you know, filled in with director cuts and boom shakalak and made whatever they had to do. Yeah, the but joke about the Tom Linda thing was because it was mostly a pre-taped drama. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't obviously airing there. But either way, it was yeah. great. But fun fact of how I came across it was mainly just because for some weird reason I have a, an attraction to, you know, Spanish women. I would have never guessed. <laughs> and, you know, I would just watch, you know, Telemundo or, mm-hmm. you know, El Rey or whatever other Spanish channel there is just because, you know, I think Spanish women are sexy and when they get angry and just yell Spanish things, I just think it's sexy. Cool. Um, th- so, uh, actually, to circle back around, I've got two things to to mention now that I think about it is one is Lucha Underground was one of the reasons why I got back into wrestling. I would agree. I saw that post of from season one. It might be in season one where Angelico does that huge dive off of the top of the office in the temple to the ring to save Ivalice. I think that might have been two. That might have been two. It was very early. Yeah, like, it, was, it, it was early on because I don't think Angelico was part of that tag team with Ivalice and Matt Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um until season two or end of season one. Yeah. And then my other thing is circling back around to the Dark Order. What if Matt Cross is the leader of the Dark Order? Ooh. He's got the look for that. As what his gimmick was in Lucha Underground? I know he could just be Matt Cross. He's got a big bushy beard and it's good gray. He was on he was on all in. So he's got the tie of the Bucks and yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a good worker. He's probably a better worker than the rest of the than the order. He's got my vote. What was it? What was his name? Oh, Son of Havoc. Son, Son of Havoc. Havoc. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, he wasn't Mad Dog 2020. No, he was Son of Havoc. Yeah, yeah. Son of Havoc. If if he's Son of Havoc, then that like that could that could work. Yeah, because you know Phoenix is Phoenix. Yeah. And Pentagon's Pentagon. Yeah. So, yeah, that could work. So. That's pretty uh pretty crazy. So we're on eight. No, and we're I, on eight. We're I on gave seven. my eight. We're on, seven we're on seven. Dan, did you give your eight or was that nine? That was just my eight right there. That was eight. All right, oh, yeah. hit me with seven. Hit me with seven. Oh, uh, seven for me. Um, 
oh, geez, I didn't have a list coming into this. <laughs> Thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, All right. we could do a mulligan. Um, I, or even a bye. You guys had them earlier for, for number 10. I have to say Mustache Mountain, uh, just because I love their match versus uh, the Undisputed Era. Oh, early on. yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. The absolute barn burner. Loved it. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, they've been consistent. It's one of those things where, like, every match that they're in, whether they win or lose, it's a great match. You're glued to your TV the entire time. Or exactly. Your screen if you're watching online. Which is a, so. a great transition to my number seven, which never completely fully uh, was in NXT the entire year. Mm-hmm. But pretty much any time they're on TV, any match that they had at the takeovers was, you know, must see. And that was the War Raiders. Yeah. That is very funny because my number seven. Is that your number seven? Is the Viking Raiders in parentheses <laughs> NXT run. So their first couple months of the year were fantastic. I've known about, I mean, I've watched them from New Japan from to, New Japan and Ring of yeah. Honor uh, as War Machine. They were incredible. The shit that um, Warbeard Hansen can do, I don't know if he's Eric or Ivar. I still call him. I'll always call him Warbeard Hansen because he's our Warbeard Hansen. Wait, guys, I'm, I'm lost here. Is this the, uh, you, I'm hearing the War Raiders, the Viking Raiders. Is this the Viking experience? This is what happens when WWE gets a hold of your tag team, man. You, you change it left and right. So, yeah, Viking, the, the Viking Raiders? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hanson and Rose slash Eric and Ivar slash whatever. Eric, Eric and Ivar? Whatever they, is that what they're going by now? Whatever they want to be called. All right. They're Vikings. They're big guys. They're big guys with beards. They've been impressive this year. I, I do agree. Even even their even their main card run has been pretty fun to watch. Uh, so like, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with them in NXT, but I can just imagine it being uh, even better because uh, that's yeah. just what NXT is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. And I, like I mentioned earlier, um, their match at Takeover New York against Aleister Black and Ricochet exemplifies that they yeah. are just pretty much almost any match that they had on any takeover they pretty much opened up the show and kind of set the tone yeah yeah they for each show that they were on they're hard hitting they're relentless they are dudes who just they go and then you see warbeard do you know He'll do a cartwheel into a super kick, or he'll do a suicide dive. Yeah. When a dude that big is doing suicide dives, you're like, shit. Shout out to Boston. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Brian Fury. That New England guys. New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Chaotic Wrestling. Top talent, baby. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, right, so okay. Hit, so hit, since hit, hit me where you're six, then. My, my sace? Your sace. My sace. My sace. Is De Lucha Bros. Oh, Mexican. Mexicanos. Yeah. I'm drinking my Coronas. I'm um, drinking uh, Mujer Azul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would be higher on my list, except for the fact that I know that they can even be, that they're better than even what they've been putting out. And what they've been yeah. putting out is amazing. They've had great matches in 2019, but I know, especially from the things I've seen between that Nick Jackson, Ray Phoenix match between uh, anything that they have really. Yeah. So like, fun fact, they're higher on my list, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I think they could use, they would be somebody who could potentially benefit from a manager. 
Um, I like how passionate their promos are when they do speak in Spanish. I think that's just kind of something that is, there's a barrier there because of the language, obviously. I enjoy Andrade with Selena when Andrade just yells Spanish and Selena doesn't completely translate what he says, but breaks it down to a point. I don't think they need to anymore. I think that we're multicultural enough where they can basically speak their native language and still get across and want to get across and, Put you know, subtitles on the bottom. I, I love yeah. I love to have a manager in there, like uh, to 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 kind of to kind of make their point for them. But it's one of those situations where you still want to give them their time on the mic because one that opens you up to a new crowd. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's oh, yeah. you, you want to keep that. You don't want to to, to alienate that at all. So, I, I think they're just so passionate when they when they break it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, think of the uh, like the the press conference for double or nothing that they had at the, the swimming pool at the, the hotel or, or at the casino or whatever. Like they, you could tell that they were ready to ready to go. It's oh, just, yeah. it's maybe it's, maybe they don't need a manager. Maybe they just need a, a translator, like somebody who they spit out their promo and you get it. And I understand that's a multicultural thing, but it's, you want to give them mic time and they, they can't translate even, it in yeah. real time. You know, even if they had, like you said, a translator like you have your crazy passionate promo you bring in some random jabron every week it could be a different guy every week and say that guy takes a, a super kick or a whoever they're feuding with at that time every week yeah just, you know it's just a one-off type of thing but yeah. you know it breaks it down their promo and it gets across to you know an english speaking audience yeah because otherwise i mean other otherwise you're you're keeping their their promo time to pre-tape type of stuff. Yeah. And I think there is a lot of benefit from working, being able to work a crowd. I mean, look at, I mean, look at Jericho, look at MJF, look at, oh, look yeah. at, look at Cody when Cody is delivering that promo about him, not getting the, him not taking another title shot. If you get the crowd behind you or you get, or you piss off that crowd, like that is, that's what professional wrestling, like, the great professional wrestlers do they get you invested and i want the hype just from the quality of the match for the lucha bros for me is enough especially it's enough to put them at that spot on this list for me but if there's character work that you know that'd be great speaking of jericho uh to go to the next person on my list it's going to be jericho and sammy guevara Ooh, okay I know, I know they're not necessarily an official tag team that they've only done a couple matches i would i would consider circle. them a tag team because yeah, they had their the title shot yeah you know so they, they had a direct shot uh versus seu and um you know sammy's definitely an up-and-comer and i love how those two play off each other and, the memes that they put out are oh, fucking hilarious great and like you know sammy's got a lot of talent but he's he's definitely green and but like to have someone like Jericho take him under his wing and like to have that be part of you know not only the storyline that they have going on but to 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 have um, you know them come out together and play to each other's strengths it's great yeah and I think Jericho is a great role mo- no I don't want to say role model but I, I, he's a great mentor for Sammy Guevara and the thing I see there and I don't know if Jericho would maybe say this or admit this I think he sees a lot of Eddie. And Sammy, oh yeah, I, I was, that arrogant, that kind of like you know. I kind of see a lot of Eddie and and Sammy. Yeah, it, it, it's just 
give it a couple of years where he becomes a little more mature, a little more, you know, not even mature, but just a, a, a more refined talent. Um, and I think he'll be great. I think he'll be absolutely, I mean, he's got funny promos, his vlogs, if you've watched any of them are pretty <laughs> funny. Um, and he's a talented dude. I mean, he's a super talented dude. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like a great start to, you know, his public profile, you know, he's been wrestling the Indies for a bit, but, uh, you know, to have, uh, to be on stage, you know, in the national front with a, a all time great like Jericho and to not shrink down from that is only going to build him moving oh, forward easily. And from from your saying, uh, I kind of had uh, a tie between my six slash five. So I'll, I'll just hit you with both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my six and five, because I couldn't decide on, was actually SCU okay. and Inner Circle. Okay. Mainly because Inner Circle, like you said, Sam Guevara and Jericho only had a couple matches. Uh, and same with Pride and Powerful, a couple matches. Mm. They came in kind of towards the end part of the year. Um, you know, they made their debut at one of like the last pay-per-views of the year, so you kind of really didn't see them much other than, you know, just tag matches on Dynamite with uh, Santana Ortiz. So uh, Inner Circle and SEU definitely have my tie at six and five. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I see where I see where you're getting at with that. Yeah, um, which is funny because I'll, I'll I'll address that later. Um, <laughs> but my number five is the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. Ooh, and Trent. Ooh, the best friends. The best friends. What about freshly squeezed? Does he technically ca- like? He does counts he, as a best friend. I guess, I guess then freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy then as well because I do love I do love Orange I, Cassidy. Actually, pulling back the curtain, Orange Cassidy is on my breakout star of 2020. Oh, he's number one on my <laughs> men's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Orange Cassidy. I love Orange. Um, I, it, he's yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys. It's funny, like he's got great timing. It's different. It's di- like it's different. Cause I've seen him on like like some of the Beyond shows. Yeah, he's like no nonsense, and he'll fucking wrestle you. He he can yeah. wrestle. Oh yeah, like he chooses to do that, and he gets that gimmick over. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, he's just the, he's the he did he's the dude who wrestles but doesn't want to wrestle. <laughs> he doesn't want to wrestle, he but he's a wrestler. He's the lazy man wrestler. Having lazy as your gimmick just. Oh my God, it's great, <laughs> um, and it fits the best friends perfectly. You know, you, oh yeah, Chuck and Trent. It's, it, it, just to have him, and he's not even showing any kind of enthusiasm for the hugs. He's just there in the middle, and light thumbs up. <laughs> he gives you a head nod. Yeah. The, 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 the fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a half thumbs up. Yeah, yeah it, it just plays off their entire dynamic. Best friends have been amazing for years. Yeah. Uh, just to add Orange into that into the, into that group. Uh, yeah, they've they've been fun this year. Um, I, I love seeing like we we talked about how these guys kind of split off on their own too. I love seeing Trent's individual matches too. Yeah, yeah. I like to see him do a little bit more with Chucky, uh, just because I think he could play with some of those the, the, the people of the lower card uh, a little bit more. Even with um, Cassidy, the same thing. Yeah, like, they throw him into a couple you know single matches by himself, not just like quick spots. But they've been, they've 
I love to see them make a run this upcoming year to make them a little more prominent. But they've been they've been great this year as kind of stalwarts of the tag team division. Chucky needs to say shit on television. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Chucky. Give give the man a mic. Um, yeah, they're just they are. When I think of wrestling, it's like when it's fun. They are the definition of fun. They can be serious when they want to be. They can be joking when they want to be and still be a threat no matter what. Like they are. Yeah. They are. I want to say they are AEW's version of the New Day. Yeah. Especially now if they start giving them uh, more mic time. Yeah, more mic time. Letting them, you know, be sexy Chucky. Yeah. uh, Trent and the juice man himself. Mm Mm-hmm. I what I'm really surprised at too is before they left, you know, towards the end of Trent's New Japan run, they were actually running some matches as best friends that they didn't get a quick blip as the IWGP heavyweight uh, no, tag team. Not at all. Which is weird because I mean like they're both bigger guys. I Trent was kind of stuck in the junior division even though he, you know. Yeah. It was actually kind of the one of the things that fell by the wayside was unfortunately like a great storyline I saw them going through with Chaos with Chucky kind of losing his mind. Oh yeah! At the end of his New Japan yeah. run, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that in the future with them, where like let's say they, they end up on a losing streak and one of them decides to join Dark Order. That'd be you know, some shit. Day, you know, <laughs> woo! That, how do you have that team stay together? You know, it should be fun. Yeah, you'd have Orange Cassidy come in with his his lazy man. He's like, guys, come on! No, Orange Cassidy performs an exorcism. that would would be crazy yeah uh so numero cinco bry what you got oh well yeah no you already did because yeah my 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 six and five were kind of a tie with um the inner circle and scu so dano that would be do you uh, you have a thought you want to throw something yeah you have a thought of five so the uh the next one i got on my list is gonna be santana ortiz so, so yeah, I kinda, separated them out. Yeah, um, okay. I think they've made a bit more of an impact than the rest of the inner circle in terms of you know AEW is very tag team friendly. Yep, and they've come in and stomped the Bucks a couple times, had a couple great matches, made their presence known. Um, and you know these are guys that you know I, I, I dabble in wrestling, but I'm not like I watch AEW, I watch New Japan. Uh, I'd heard of them, but I hadn't really seen too much of what they could do. And I knew them from from Impact. Uh, yeah, I, I watched watch Impact, I so. watched Impact when Impact was borderline good, borderline bad, mm-hmm. and they were the the new version of LAX. They yeah. kind of took over um, Hernandez and Homicide, so I, and they kind of labeled them LAX still. And I was like, oh, these aren't LAX, you know? LAX to me for, yeah. is Hernandez and Homicide. and Homicide. But, you know, TNA kind of brand them as LAX and blah, blah, blah. But everywhere else, they're kind of, you know, say Ten RTs or Proud and Powerful or whatever. They're kind of. Tough, Proud and Powerful come in and, uh, you know, not only establish themselves, but they're really part of, like, the biggest uh, stable in uh, AEW. They happen to be the centerpieces of, uh, you know, the inner circle. It's, It's been fun. So. No, I, I enjoy that. It kind of breaks up the, the inner circle itself um, with yeah. with Hagar. You know, you got Jericho, you got Sammy as kind of singles kind of runners. Then you also have, you know, your tag team initiated inside 
Well, you forget Hager is basically a glorified manager at this point. He hasn't had a single match. Yeah. <laughs> He's still doing his MMA oh. stuff. He can't, oh. get, he can't get hurt. Yeah, that's you know? true. So, like, Hager is just there, and, like, he's the bodyguard. And I, yeah. I get, that's a fun role on its own right. Oh, easily. Yeah. But, you know, you know. It, proud it, it was Rick Rude for DX. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah. yeah. Proud and Powerful is pretty much their tag team inside of their stable. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I, I totally agree with that. That's. That's good thinking. So that brings that what down to Quattro. To, to Quattro? Quattro, Quattro. I start drinking. I start speaking Spanish. Uh, I just kind of speak Spanish anyway because my kind of. Despacito. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my inside gimmick is El Paso Verde when I, when, when El I, Paso bring, Verde. When I bring out the mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, number four, and I think this is right where they should be. So that was a good one. I'd take it. Let me know if you disagree with this, but number four, the Young Bucks. I'd agree because they're actually number four on mine. Oh. And I was going to try and sweet transition from what he said about Proud and Powerful going against the Young Bucks, yeah. but the Bucks are number four on my list. Yeah, I think the Young Bucks, I mean, they've, they have consistently been one of, if not the best tag team of the past decade. They have had their years where they've been better. They've had their years where they've been, you know, lower. But they have consistently been one of, if not the best tag teams on the planet. Yep. And they do so much for just tag team wrestling in general. And wrestling in general now with, I mean, coming oh, easily. to the point where, you know, AEW and all this kind of stuff. Um, they had an interesting beginning of the year with their end of, you know, the end of ROH, right? That was the end of this year. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like, like it was weird seeing their kind of like the end of their run with ROH in new Japan and them not being on like, even like the new year's dash shows and stuff on new Japan. They went out on their back like good boys. You know, it's just one of those things where I think once they let people know what was going on, uh, I'm not sure that things went the way they wanted it to. Uh, in terms of their story, I know they've spoken a little bit about that, but you know they, they, they took the fall. Yeah, like I, I went to the we went to the Ring of Honor show at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was their last appearance for Ring of Honor in in the Northeast. Almost half that card was the last appearance for. Yeah, Ring and of Honor. and they just kind of like like they were in like what was it like was it a four way tag tag match or a three way tag match or whatever. And they they lost like they lost and you can just t- tell that like Matt was done he was just like get me back to the West Coast, but like they still they still put on you know now with AEW being a thing and you got to think of all the additional stuff they're doing and on top of just wrestling I mean booking recruiting merchandising all that kind of stuff managing uh, production they just they are. That people are going to look back in 20 years and be like, these dudes were literally doing what, you know, Vince McMahon was doing 30 years ago for, you know, bringing the territories together. They yeah. were bringing indie wrestling to, you know, to the, to the, to the limelight. So in tag team wrestling. So that, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think I've spoken enough about their matches already. Yeah, I we, mean, we've kind of touched yeah, that. The just that tag team ladder match. Yeah, I I, I think that resident. Yeah, Squela did a Mertway, which is actually not to cut Dan's number four off, but mm-hmm. that's my number three. Is yeah. the Luchas? Is the Lucha Bros? Yeah. Um, 
after seeing that and then after seeing years ago, I went to All-Star Extravaganza 8 yeah. with my wife, and we saw Young Bucks versus SCU. They were still the addiction back then. It was still just Kazarian and Daniels and, Daniels and uh, Motor City Machine Guns in a basically TLC match. That was the first time that Nick had done that spot where he falls off the top of the ladder in the ring into the, the table outside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. And we were sitting at like first first row top of top of the uh, balconies, top of the balconies at the Memorial Auditorium. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It's so good. Where it's at. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're stalwarts. You can't say, I mean, you could obviously say stuff, bad stuff about them if you want to. You know, but, yeah, but like, what for? Yeah, what for? What for? What for? Speaking um, of four, Dan, what's your four what's and your three? Because you know what my three is. It's mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros. And we've probably spoken enough of the Lucha Bros, but. Uh, so, yeah, my, my, my four is Lucha Bros, actually. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they've, uh, you know, they're super amazing. Like, any match that they've been in, it's just been like you're glued to your screen. Um, you know, innovative across the board. Um, I, I do feel that they've got the best yet to come for them for the upcoming year. And my three is going to be uh, SCU. Um, you know, with, with Scorpio stepping in for, for Daniels when he's injured, um, the fact that they can kind of do that kind of New Day rule uh, where they can kind of mer- merge their, their talent around as need be has been a huge strength for them um, and allows to, you know, play to their strengths. They can have, you know, a vet like Daniels in when they have a need to have, you know, that kind of presence there. Uh, Kazarian's been just an absolute worker this year. Um, you know, the, it, it would sh- I'd love to actually have Kazarian have more singles matches as a result of his performances that he's been doing. Uh, but Scorpio's been the breakout star this year with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because my number three is SCU. Oh, man. I can't believe they're so low on mine. Uh, dude, I, you know, here's the thing is they're three just amazing talents. Daniels has been doing it for 20 plus years at this point. Scorpio Sky, I can't believe he's gone not undiscovered, but he's just been he's he's not a young guy. He's like 36, 37 or something like that. He's, you know, yeah. um that he's like his coming out party is like just happening now. Cuz he had good like he had a good run in in Ring of Honor, but like was he he was never Ring of Honor champion. Was he? He was he? He was the TV champ, I think, at one point, maybe. 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 But like, yeah, he's never had a he's never had a good platform. But he's charismatic. He is great talent. I love the chemistry with Sky and Kazarian. I love their finisher. I love the SCU later. Like it, it's just it's great. It's great. Um, they've consistently. They have never been the thing that you have to like that derails a match. You know, when something goes wrong in a match, it's ne- like they are always the workhorse. The we put in a great, yeah, you know, a great show, consistent all the time. And I feel like they definitely deserved to be the first inaugural AEW tag, tag champs. Tag yeah. champs. Um, which is weird because I really thought it was going to end up being either the Dark Order. Or I think yeah no I think it was just gonna be the Dark Order because I don't remember oh yeah Lucha yeah no yeah Lucha Bros yeah, yeah. the Dark Order came out really strong at that point because it was again right before the tag uh, you know tournament happened they just stomped on the Bucks they just stomped the best friends mm-hmm. yeah so it's like again we were talking about it a little bit earlier like they kind of dropped the momentum but 
that was where they dropped it. It was, you know, so they were definitely the, all the fire behind them at that point. Yeah, no, yeah, Lucha Bros definitely were the other one. It's Dark Order or Lucha Bros. Um, but so it was nice. It was like it was very surprising. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, so that was the. That was my number three. That was Trace and Trace. My Trace was the the Luchas. The Lucha Bros. Yeah. Did you hit your Trace, Dan? I see you. All right, so I'll hit you with my two, which you touched on earlier, mm-hmm. which was the Mustache Mountain. Really? Number two? That was my two. Wow. Uh, mainly because of the whole, you know, splitting up the tag team as singles matches. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did watch the NXT UK, yeah, the same thing, splitting up the NXT, you know, tag teams yeah where gallus was split up between coffee coffee and what's his and wolfgang and even with imperium they were you know split 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 yeah uh so mustache mountain slash british strong style yeah was definitely my number two because they did have pete done for a while i feel like yeah i feel like he hasn't been on nxt uk in a while yeah and he's, the, on, he's basically like main. Yeah, NXT. he's he's on the NXT normally now. Yeah. Uh, but before he's kind of making quick appearances with the British Strong Style, so that was kind of my number two. Okay. Uh, man, plus, they kind of have beards and mustaches like I do, so you yeah, know, like, that might be a little biased, but whatever. A little biased. I'm over it. Okay. All right. That was your number two. That was my number two. Number is two. Mustache Mountain slash right. British Strong Style. Yeah. Okay. So was there was there feud with the Undisputed Era? Was that the beginning of 2019? Yep. That was the beginning okay. of 2019. Okay. Because like that was I was like wow I was like I was like wow are they gonna like I, I know they don't have a lot of yeah I mean, like it's like the Forgotten Sons and the Undisputed Era are they gonna are they gonna put a rocket onto Mustache Mountain and make them. Yeah, so that was the, the NXT Tag Team Champions. That was the beginning of 2019, okay. and then they're also in the running for the UK Tag Team Championship, which yeah. they haven't won, with the Grizzly Young Veterans and, yeah. and Gallus and all yeah. that. So yeah, just crazy. Yeah, I mean that, that's crazy. It's crazy to think that dude, like those two dudes, haven't been the NXT UK Tag Team Champions yet. It, it boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah, because they lost they. They lost to Grizzled Young Veterans, right? Yeah. For the inaugural one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, funny, funny you mentioned that. So um, that's my number two, uh, mainly because just the matches they put on, yeah. you know, quality-wise, you know, same reason. Yeah. And it's interchangeable, too, with, you know, the singles tag team slash, which is still in, I guess, still a tag team match because you're still going against yeah. Another tag team. But it's just a one on one. It's it's a one on one. Yeah. Um so that's my, my number two. Yeah. Um yeah. I feel like those dudes got a lot of heart too. You it, you want to root for them. Yeah. It's it's the straight up, you know, baby face mm-hmm. complete baby face. Like no matter it could be nineteen twenty two. Even though they have no baby face to there, speak there's of. no baby They're face on beard. their face. They're, They're covered it's in beard, beard and mustache. It's beard and mustaches. Yeah. But you know it's 1922 again when when they wrestle. Yeah. You, you just want to cheer for the good guys, boo for the bad guys, and you know that's just kind of the feels that I get. So that's why that they're my number two. Okay, my numero dos number two, um, Santana and Ortiz. Ooh, a little proud and powerful. A little proud and powerful. Um, I think they made a big splash when they premiered. I think they have. I th- they to me are the closest thing that you're going to get to 
attitude era kind of tag team these days. I would agree to that. You know, like they are dirty. They are, they want to fight. They, you know, they probably next to the young bucks are most in tune with one another. Young bucks and like the Lucha bros most in tune with one another. Being a, a, a chemistry. Yeah. They kind of remind me of like the chemistry wise. They kind of remind me of, I want to say like the road warriors, you know, talking okay. ammo. Like they, yeah. they, they just kind of like, they get each other. I'd say they'd be like right at home. Like if you're talking like on the historical pretense of like, I, I could see like a match like of the Dudley boys, you know, versus Santana yeah. Ortiz. Uh, yeah, they'd yeah, be yeah. right at home there. You know, that, that sort of matches right up their alley. Uh, yeah. I would agree to that. Like, especially if it was a, said street fight or any kind of like no disqualification match like both of them would tell a story that i need to tell yeah and i mean look at look at their match with the with the young bucks when they did the texas street fight like a month or two ago like that was they got beat they got beaten that but like hell they they fought and like it they are enjoyable to watch they are funny they're charismatic I, did you see the end of that uh, episode of uh, Being the Elite where the inner circle showed up and Cutler's sitting there recording a promo in the back? No, I've, and, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's funny. You should watch it. Out of nowhere, they're like, oh, hey, maybe maybe we uh, maybe we take this camera, blah, blah, blah. And Cutler's like, oh, dude, uh, I don't want any trouble. And they're like, yeah, no, okay, but, like we won't do anything to you. And then like a couple seconds go by, and he's like, Actually, you know, like, you know what? We lied. And then they kicked the shit out of Cutler. <laughs> they kicked the shit out of everybody else who's in there. Uh, it was like Kip Sabian or something. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, it, it, they're just – they're funny dudes. They're talented. I've seen – I've saw some of their matches in Impact, and I know this isn't, like, an Impact list, but their Impact run was awesome as LAX. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, yeah, they, like, they just – they go to war. They go to war. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think 2020 is going to be a huge year for them. Yeah. Like, if they if they don't beat SCU for the tag team titles, I think it, like, I, the only other team that I could see beating them right now, I don't know, like, it like maybe the Dark Order? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's because it's weird. SCU used to kind of be heelish. But in AEW, the entire time they've been faces, so it's like it's yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. So that rounds out what that rounds out everybody's two. Or, yeah. Did you hit it your two? No, my two is the Bucks. The Bucks. The Young Bucks, Mister Matt Jackson and the Merch Freak, Meg Jackson. <laughs> uh, it's mostly just because you know they've had great matches for the entire year. Uh, Highlights with the Lucha Brothers, highlights with the with Private Party, um, and they've put everyone else over. You know, it, yeah. everyone expected you know them to be like the top tag team in AEW going into it. And it's been just the opposite. They've taken as many wins as they have losses, and you know, it, it even it's great matches even when they're losing. Uh, so they've they've done an amazing job putting people over and showing that this is a, a tag team division to be reckoned with and that they're not well the well they're continuing to be the best tag team in the world there's a lot of great tag teams out there uh yeah oh easily especially now yeah it's the thing where they don't need the belts to be over oh no and i think i think sc i think the belts are helping scu 
because they have like they they have their fans. They had their fans before AEW, but I think those belts are helping them elevate them to, you know, to something more. So, so that would lead us to our number one. Well, I'm looking at you, motherfucker, and in I'm, the eye, and I, I like I'm like I'm, we all we, we all probably have the same yeah, fucking number one. We haven't uh, listed this team yet, and yes. I'm kind of, and I'm thinking. It's the Undisputed Era. It is the Undisputed Era. Of course it's the Undisputed Era. It's <laughs> Undisputed. So, it is Undisputed. In all variations from early this year when it was still Fish and Roderick Strong. Yeah. And or then, uh, O'Reilly and Roderick Strong to now where it's Fish and O'Reilly. It's Red Dragon. It's just, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Any match that they have. They are just, they're just so enjoyable. They can get a good match out of anybody they wrestle. They don't have to do it with the high-flying antics that some of the other people on this list do. They are professional wrestlers. They are very, very fun heels. They're the best heels. Oh, the best. You know, they're they're the heels that you root for, and, like, you know you shouldn't be rooting for them. Yeah. But they're just so much fun that you can't help yourself. So, uh, when I'm at home... I root for the Undisputed Era. Yeah. When I'm live live at the shows, I boo Dan. the Undisputed Era just because. You, know, you get lost in the moment. No. You, you cheer the good guy, you cheer the bad guy. They come no. out, and you're like, boom. They're not. Okay, so the thing with O'Reilly and Fish is they don't do heelish, like they don't do heelish they're, antics. They're not the, the heelish antic tag team. They're just like Ultra Instinct. Goku, just level of power, like they're just that good. Yeah, like it, and that's like I mean that's kind of the undisputed era across the board is like Roddy is the ultimate mid card guy, Fish and O'Reilly are the best tag team on the planet, and they have been for a long time, and Adam Cole's just Adam Cole, baby, baby. So like it, he like it's crazy to look at it and like. Because for me, like, there's no single match stands out with me for the Undisputed Era. But you, if you tell me, like, oh, hey, here's an Undisputed Era match, I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I I don't, uh, like, I don't need, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's it's that good. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, pretty much any match that they're in, uh, whether it's singles, uh, tag team, uh, all Three of them, four of them. Yeah, the, just... dude, the the, the, war, the war games from this year, the war games from last, last year. Like, it, it, yeah, they're just, it's insane. They are consistently undisputed. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the fact, I think being an NXT helps them because they can, I mean, look at Kyle O'Reilly's Instagram. Like, when he's not wrestling, he's at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, Jim rolling or when he's, or, you know, or they're just, they are so well prepared. They are entertaining. They're great. It's yeah. Just, it just makes them number the, one. Just the stupid little nuances from Kyle playing the his guitar his on the way air down, guitar is one of the greatest things know, I've ever seen to Bobby to Bobby Fish's snarl with his with his shark teeth mouth guard. Like they yeah. are just they are intimidating. I would never want to have to step in a ring with any of them. No. Especially those two. 
They're oh. pit bulls. Oh. Oh. They're no pit thanks. Bulls. No thanks. Yeah. And he gives my beard a a run for its money. Right. But you know, good old good old Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. So that closes out our tag teams. We still have two we still have two categories and we've been only going for like three hours so yeah two categories so, i mean like this might be a part one and a part two yeah it's or most, a part three and a part or four. it might be a, all the way to four brian's like i'm not recording for the next three months <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> it might be a part three slash part four part five you hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy to see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding to sharpen the talent instead of bitching and whining Culture refining the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you wear when you say you're rhyming as far as i'm and i'll never make it to raise an island call me an island i'm solitary in my confinement forget my elegant eloquence while i'm relevant carefully dismantle your status just for the hell of it heavy like an elephant desolate while i'm reckoning strictly just for the benefit evident in my devilment and now the residents fear the presence of melanin malevolent supremacists speaking venomous sentences forget the precedent get a taste of your medicine a tranquilizer dart to your face embrace the sedative